about to talk to the legend. About to talk to the legend. OG Abbas Kubaf, Mr. Doobies. Hello, hello. Hello, hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, How are yeah. you? Nikofiti Maze. I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks. I'm thankful. Thank you so much for making time to talk to us, fam. No problem, no problem. How you how you doing over there? How how's life? Everything's alright, I guess. Um I mean, you know how everything is going with all these lockdown and everything. So to my dogs to yeah. Yeah. Trying to stay safe, um, yeah. Um Abbas like more good, yeah, that's what matters. For sure. Abbas, could I request that uh when there's somewhere uh, a little quieter? Cause Naski I'm sick background. Yeah, it might pick up. Is that better? Yes, yes, it's better. It's better, fam. So how are you doing? Are things going back to normal? Because now in Nairobi, it's like people are tired of being in inside and guys are just, you know, slowly getting back to the usual. Yeah. Same way over there? Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. How's it over there? Yeah, even here, it's like that. Okay. Um, you see, here it's a bit crazy because um, lockdown is 24 hours. Damn. Four hours lockdown, so yeah, there are some places who not, have not been the whole of this year. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Up to now, so yeah. Yo, how you maintaining yeah, your so, sanity? Um, I'm thankful I've got some music with me. Um, my studio is there, so all this time I've just been working on my stuff and it's been positive for me okay that's dope that's good to hear I, I, I hear you have a new record out but before like we get into the record I just want to you know have a, yeah. a little conversation with you for the sake okay. of you know new hip hop fans you know youngins just coming and getting into the game you know yeah yeah okay so I want to take you back to your recording days right here in Nairobi um, I've heard you say 2050 on a couple tracks um, from back in the day, yeah. what what inspired that yeah. move? Were you were you saying that your music is futuristic, or was it a label? Was it a movement? What was that? 2050 year? Uh, yeah, that was just basically to say that. Okay, I trusted that you know even beyond 2050 is when my music would make sense. Mm-hmm. So for most of the part, um, I think people have been sleeping on my music. Just because I think um, a lot of people don't like intelligent rap. They just like that, let me dance in the club, BS, and then that's it. They feel like their lives are fulfilled. But I feel like um, life is more just than that. Yeah, for sure. There should be more to it. Not just, no, not just talking about bragging what you have and everything. Yeah. You need to tell the society, you know, how to uplift. And, and that's the purpose of hip-hop. But many people have taken, you know, that wrongly. For sure. Why do you feel like, yeah. fam? What do you feel like your music is slept on? Because like in every hip hop conversation, Abbas Kubaf is mentioned yeah. as one of the greats. I think um, a lot of things are slept on because people pick what they think um, is dope. People mm-hmm. try to just relate to punchlines instead of relating to the message. So I feel like most of the time the subliminal messages are go overhead all oh. the time and people catch half the stuff. They never go through all the schemes and to find out, you know. What's this person really Every saying? song is structured. Mm. Yeah, I like structuring my songs like where I will present a problem in the first verse, mm. but the third verse will have solutions. Mm. That's my formula of doing things. Mm. Not just rapping about, you know, what's trending. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's a couple young people right now who are like, you know, 
there's people who've graduated high school people are graduating college you know and like uh, uh, like maybe the younger crowd might say that they yeah. know a bass from high noon uh, with Wakadinali and Calligraph which actually a one collaboration of the year at hip hop awards last year um all right oh, that's dope. yeah it did it did it was it was a beautiful yo that's a banger fam Ah, uh, that's really nice. I think I'm going to talk to the boys who do a video regardless. Yes. I've been hearing about that. A lot of requests, people talked about that. And that, that's a really dope song. It and, is. You know, big up to a and calligraph. Yeah, yeah, those are my boys. How did, the, how did the the High Noon come about, actually? Well, um, I'm the one instigated, actually. Uh-huh. So I was in Nairobi last year. So I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. I need to get some of these dudes on my track because I'm really, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of them and they're my brothers. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to kill, I need to kill 10, 20 birds with one stone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so for sure. I went to the studio. Ares told me, you know what, yo, you need to put a verse over here. He played the song. I'm like, oh snap, let's do it now. Immediately, I just jumped in the booth and did it. Nice, that's yeah. crazy. And while you were in Nairobi, I saw that you did get into the booth with Steph and I think Traboli also. We haven't heard that record just yet. What are we waiting on? Food for thought, Nipple quotation, Abash Nakapella on heavy rotation. Ongeza Traboli, it's a Kuwa revolution. Mali to me fika, no GPS. Billes in Mexica, Mali to me fika, no KBS. Barunena, Barunena, Yes, yes, there's a bunch of songs that I did over there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's giving us problems, you know, we want to drop a song with a visual. We just don't want to drop um, an yeah. audio. Yeah. And I think it's fair enough for them, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were we were organizing how we are going to execute the, you know, drop the music, the video, the audio, how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But then we got interrupted by the Rona. Yeah, man, the virus. So, yeah, I had plans to, like, you know, finish a few projects by June. Mm-hmm. You know, my plan was to come to Nairobi in, in February. Oh. Then this stuff happened, yeah. so I had to push a lot of stuff back. Back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As long, yeah. I mean, you know, we're just gonna be waiting on the music. I, I, I'm excited that you you came out here and you got a lot of young people in the booth. I think that's something that we don't see from a lot of OGs. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I find that kind of crazy because, um, uh-huh. I mean, these new these new school guys they inspire me up to now. You know, I, I would go back and listen to just see what they're doing. I'm like, oh damn, we did a good job to like, you know, these guys picked up from where yeah. you know we left it at, and they took it to the next, next, next level. Nice. You know, and I really respect that. But mm. but people don't get the gist of how K-popers respecting uh, each other. Mm. So people would always bring a narrative or. Uh, who's better than who who's did it there mm. okay fine I understand the sport the sport part of hip hop yeah. Yeah. yeah but you can't you can't overreach it because overreaching it destroys the culture you end up you know just discussing uh, discussing sorry discussing who is doper than who you end up missing the point you end up overlooking the talent of yeah which particular artist has put a lot of effort to put all these bars 
you know, people go through a lot of crazy stuff. They, they pour their whole heart on a song. Yeah. And then you just go over, overlook it and compare it to the, that other artist who sounds like this. So he's not better than him. He doesn't sound like this. Or he has this car. This doesn't have, this guy doesn't have the other car. But the guy with a bigger car is better than the guy with no car and, you know, all these yeah. politics, that crap. Um, and also, I think there's there's a little bit of division as well. I, I tend to think that, you know, hip-hop, people just want to keep to themselves a lot. Like, if I expose yeah. you to my fans, you're going to take away from my fans. And I feel like that's a notion that really needs to be dealt away with. Yeah, that's insecurity. Yeah. You know, a lot of rappers have insecurity because they're not, they don't really have the hip-hop in them. So they know, oh, I'm trained to do this. One day, if my experience goes away, then I'm not trained anymore. Mm. You see, with art, it doesn't go away. You don't have to look at it like that, even though the world has commercialized the talent. Mm. You know, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't really have to be that way. For you sure. know? I feel you. I feel you. Now, still on this yeah. point of, of, you know, like reaching out to youngins and collaborations. I had a conversation with Kali a couple weeks ago, like maybe yeah. two weeks ago. And he was talking to me yeah. about how you went all the way to Umar while you were having yeah. like records on the charts. Your video is being played. You talk is like everywhere in the country. And you went all the way to Umar yeah. to record a verse with him. Like what, what inspired that move? For you to be like, I am a bass OG, I am who I am, yeah. but I'm reaching out or I'm going to go do a record for this young up-and-coming rapper called Cali. It's, it's because mm. I've seen Cali making his moves, you know, I understand him way more than, you know, people understand now because there's internet and cameras now. Mm -hmm. You know, it was way before all the hype yeah. and where the only talent that mattered and I've seen him on that stage and I've seen what he could, he could do mm -hmm. several times back in the day mm -hmm. I'm like yo this dude can fit and this guy is definitely futuristic mm -hmm. you know when you sports talent and you, you're like okay yeah this is definitely I think we're on to something so yeah. Yeah. I knew he was you know I knew I knew he was going to go far because there's a time I had a show and I called him on stage mm -hmm. it was a long time ago a lot of people can't remember it was there was a show outside the Hilton at the, at the, at the parking mm -hmm. up Windsor Hilton mm -hmm. and I performed over there and I think I saw him in the crowd and I was like yo I threw him a shout out I'm like yeah that guy is going to go far but a lot of people haven't can't remember that Damn. so it was since back in the day I was like okay you guys just watch one day it's gonna hit you and boom here we are so yeah so yeah Kali has been in the cypher back in British Council you know yeah. um, underground bubbling since back then so Mm. To me, it's nothing new, guys. What on a Shanga, but Miss Shanga, I saw it come. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Yo, I love that. And we were also talking about a collaborative project. And he said, like, it wouldn't just yeah. be a mixtape or an EP. It would, it would have to be, like, an, an album. Would you be down to do something with Kali just for the culture, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know what, by the way, uh -huh. we've done many songs with Kali. Some of them, that day when Kali is talking about, we did a few songs. We did actually more than one. Nice. Because we just went dropping verses and people are coming when this one is not in the booth, the other one is there dropping some 16, the other one comes and listens. So we've dry, we've done a few tracks, mm -hmm. which I think they're just somewhere in the computer. So it, it is a possibility. That's not really a hard thing. If, if we sit and say it's not a project, that's definitely going to happen. In Ezekwa Crazy, I think the streets will go crazy over that for 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, I would like to do that actually. After yeah. everything is back to normal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see if that can happen. Yeah, do like a country tour, you know? Yeah. That would be that would be so nice. Yeah. That would be nice. That would be hella fire. That would be good looking. Yes, it would yeah. be. It would be for sure. Now let's go back. Let's yeah. go back to the inception. Yeah, to the very beginning. Back to your K South days, you know? Yeah. Give K-South me that days, yeah. Yes, give me that history lesson. Tell me how that group came about in the first place. The history lesson about K South. Yes. Hey, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm because um, I've been around for a minute. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So it started in F2. So in F2, we used to have these jam sessions. Mm-hmm. And what were Islands only for Kwanatawalayo place? Like, there was a lot of talent from Island. So mm-hmm. the first time I heard of jam session, Hardstone is the one who told me. I don't know if you guys know. I, I, I do I know. called Hardstone. Uhiki, one right? of the pioneers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, big up to Hardstone. He's the one people don't know, but Hardstone has been, he had been, you know, encouraging me to rap more. Because nice. the first time I grabbed the mic, he saw, he's like, hey, Mazusiache, next week come the same, same place. So he kept oh. pushing me, like, you need to push that because you can really rap. So he's one of the people who, who encouraged me. Yeah. And then started going to F2 the second time, third time. Mm-hmm. We went there as a, as a whole group. Um, I used to have my peoples, mm-hmm. the K-South clan, mm-hmm. a lot of my boys from back in the days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after we hung out in F2 for some time, Bamboo also came back then, in, back in the days, but his name was not Bamboo. He had a different name. Okay. He had a name called Dice. He was an artist called Dice. Dice. First, he was called Dice and then Alaze. Yeah. Okay. So one time, you know, he went and spit and then I went and spit. And after that, I was like, yo, this guy, huh? this guy needs to come to our hood. Mm-hmm. So we met up after the, the hangout. We were like, yo, you can really speak. Why don't we just go and hang out if you're free? Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, we can we can see what to do. I like freestyling. So we just hooked up and told him, I invited him in the community case out. Mm-hmm. We hooked up for a freestyle session. And we just started going at it. We were just sitting at home listening to old school hip hop mm-hmm. and just like coming up with ideas inspired and that's where that's where I think the whole idea came up we clicked up and we just hooked up to do freestyles in Kayoban South Civil Servants because oh. we were jobless and we were looking for money yeah. and uh, just kept on like that and K-South was born we started going to places we went to uh, F2 and performed we went to Madhouse and performed from there um, met with Bruso Jambo when we were performing some freestyles at Green Corner we used to go over there and DJ Pete was on the deck mm-hmm. and we used to grab the mic and just freestyle for free yeah. like open mic yeah. at, at the Green Corner even Kala Mashaka used to come back in the days mm-hmm. so we started there, there was K South used to come, they perform. K Shaka used to be called 3D Crew, mm-hmm. they would come and perform. And then we started getting gigs, um, live gigs. Mm-hmm. Even people knew us, we were doing live gigs with live band. So Zanazik invited us to the studio and they told us they have a jam session at Jazz Bar. There's a place called Jazz Bar in Yaya Center back in the days. Mm-hmm. Before we even went to the studio and recorded anything, we used to do like live session with live band every two Nice. Yo. Before our first album, uh-huh. our first album, I wrote, we used to do um, all these ads because we were recording at Samoati Studios. Mm-hmm. And um, Suzanne used to hook us up with like 
Because she told us, you guys need to make some money yeah. so that you look like money when you come to this industry. You don't look like broke people so you can sell some records. She was straight up like that. Okay. So she started giving us, you know, a slight place of, uh, you know, Coke advertisement, task advertisement. Mm. Um, we did a... We did, um, there was uh, actually a campaign for Coca-Cola back in the days, in the 90s, and K-South got that um, that contract for five years to like do ads and all these things. So that's what kept kept uh, kept us afloat. We was really broke back then, and it was really clear, clearly we needed money, and um, that's how we started making some money, and, and K-South was born back in the days from that, and, you know, it became what it is. Yo, that's that's an incredible story, man. How's your relationship with Bamboo now? Uh-huh. Um, it's all good. We don't really keep in touch, but it's all good. You okay. know, it's all love. Um, okay. we're, we're, you know, everyone is doing their thing right now, wherever he is. You know, God bless him too. Yeah. But all is good. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me talk yeah. to you about beef because hip-hop is that. It's a contact sport. You know, anybody could get touched. Yeah. Anybody could get hit. Yeah. And I remember growing up, um, back in the day, I think one of the earliest beefs yeah. that I heard of um, coming up because I wasn't yeah. even living in Nairobi at that time but one of the earliest yeah. beefs I ever heard of in the industry was you and Chihuahua this was a let like this one is in history books yeah, yeah what actually transpired between the two of you for us who don't know what the inside yeah. story was like what really went down I was just like everybody can have disagreements yeah. you know it's not like because you have friends who are too perfect all the time yeah so brothers always brothers always clash and then you know they come and you know and, and put things aside and move mm-hmm. on so mm-hmm. I don't know what what, what really happened I think it was story again what isn't isn't it always about some chicken hippo <laughs> <laughs> Big Wiggy and Park, all these people, and yeah. yeah so we, we've had a fair share. Yeah, we've, we've had a fair share. Yeah, but you know, we came, we 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 got over it as boys. We're like, ah, you know what? Yeah, just mm. forget it. And then we made songs about it. Yes, you know, to to get to get that bad blood off the way. At the same time, mm-hmm. make people grow to be an example to people. Like, okay. You Even if you this. clash, mm-hmm. yeah, you can always come back. And hip hop is one love, you know. Yeah, Everybody man. always have. What will be gone and on a kumbukana? True story, true story, true story. So, uh huh. Go on. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just one of them things. So. Okay. So, how did you guys actually decide that you know what? It's time to squash the beef. Who was, who was the bigger person amongst the two of you, or did someone mediate from outside? And then tell you guys, like, you guys are making hot records together. You shouldn't be beefing, much less over a girl. Can we, yeah. like, get in the booth? What happened? Um, yeah, I mean, we just decided. We spoke about it. Okay. You know that song, um, uh, Badai? Mm-hmm. There's a song we did called Badai. Yes. Hello, hello. Across the Mimi Walalo. So we're talking about the situation, what happened. We're like, okay, let's talk about the song. This chick played us. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell the guys a, a nice story. We'll give them a, <laughs> one, of those, a story. one of those crazy stories. Just yeah. make it funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. So we did that song called Badai. So we explained how we almost got played by... Um, the, the same, same girl. Yeah. 
Try to beef with you, like what was going down? Yeah, Octo is just cloud chasing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was cloud chasing. Uh-huh. He was cloud chasing. Mm. You know, you, you know, people think that I hate him, and I'm, you know, I, I don't hate anyone. I, I always think that uh, hate is a waste of emotion. Mm. You know. Yeah. So I don't hate anyone. If any, if people would cloud chase, and if if someone decides to mention my name on a song, mm-hmm. and then they. It, Happens to benefit them, and I realize they have a family to feed and all these things. Mm. At the end of the day, I look at it like, okay, I'm the dad to all these guys, so let me be a good parent. I don't, I don't see how any people can compare me and Octo. I mean, I inspired him. Yeah, yeah. We all know this out there. Let, let's let's not beat around the bush like mm. Osama. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, true. So I was like, okay, you know, this, I, I was had nothing to gain in that situation. Mm. Because even if, if I diss someone, mm-hmm. they'll get known, not not me. I won't get anything out of it. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a, a lose-lose situation for me, no matter what I did. Okay. And I just felt like, you know, I, I, do, I don't want to go in that bag of my days back in the 90s and start dissing rappers. And, yeah. Because if I get down that road, it could take me at least five years to stay there and just be that character. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I, if I start with one rap, I'm like, okay, this one down, next, next, yes. like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll get that inspiration and motivation to just this and this and mm. this. And I feel, I, I feel like words 
um, what's are really important, what you put out, mm-hmm. whatever you put out in the universe, it will come out. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to spend my my bars on one rapper mm. who's clearly crouching. Yeah. And it's all good. Mimi Mimi Mzuri, who's going to tell the truth. I listened to the diss that people are saying that he is me. Yeah, da, da. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's hip hop, it's hip hop. Let me go listen to what he said. And if this kid actually killed me in a track, I'm definitely going to have to jump in the booth. But when I when I listen to it, I'm like, ah, come on, man. I was very angry at the fact that you put my name in a diss track and then you come out as whack as this to a point where I can't even respond because there was no bars there to. Okay, I'm gonna get you back. I'm gonna get you back. You know what? I'm gonna go in my booth and I'll take 24 hours on that computer. And when I come out, I'm taking your soul with me. There was nothing there to inspire me. So you just left it. Disappointed me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I left it because I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to lose. To, to gain anyway. Okay. So, so that that's in the past. And, um, yeah, that's in the past. Have me. you have you ever had a conversation with Octo about it or like a conversation with Octo period? Nah, it's not we're not cool like that. So okay, okay. I would start talking to someone just because of hip hop. I'm cool with anyone who I'm cool with, whether okay. it's hip hop or not. So okay, okay. If it's someone if it's someone I, if it's someone I'm from the hood that I know, mm-hmm. someone I have info about, you know, mm-hmm. I would go and talk to them. But it's not someone from my cipher, not in a bad way. Okay. It's just that I have a group of people I, I, I'm cool with. And okay. There's people that I go visit, I've gone to their places, a lot of artists. See what I mean? Yeah. So if an artist starts dissing me and they don't really have any information about, I don't have any information about them. I don't know what to say about them, and I'm like, okay, am I going to spend, you know, start doing research about this guy's name? I don't yeah. even know his real name. Okay. How old he is mm. and all this stuff. So I, I felt like if I, if I go and start doing research about someone that I don't know just to diss them and make them even bigger, mm. then they need to give me a place. Yeah. They need to pay me. Okay, I see. <laughs> Run me my check. <laughs> yeah, I see that. They I see need that. They need to pay me. Mm. I'll start charging these rappers some money because it seems like rappers, they put my mom, my name in their mouth and boom. Blow up. <laughs> I'll, I'll start charging, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. God blesses me. God, God gives me blessings. So I guess that's my uh, that's my pay. Okay. Dope. I'm mad. Dope. Okay. I like I'm that. Mad. I like the space that you're in. I like that. All right. So after the release of Kapuka, this, which I'd say is like one of the biggest, I think, hip hop records to date. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people actually claim that you guys coined the term Kapuka. Is that true? Yes, K South came up with that song with uh-huh, that name. Uh huh. Tell me, tell me, how how yes. did, how do we get to that point of actually coming up with a name like Kapuka? We were sitting in the studio, me, Bamboo, Innovator, mm-hmm. uh, and Manduku Digital, mm-hmm. and we were actually like looking for what to do for the day, mm-hmm. and then. Um, I think Bamboo stood up and he's like, I think he had, uh, someone had just re, um, parked his car at the parking lot and then they had the music blasted. Mm-hmm. And then it was just going, and then Bamboo just got up, he's like, we're tired of that sound. Mm. That's how he came up with that. Wow. They were like, where must it for and then we just started building from there, boom, next thing you know, the beat is there and people are already in the booth same same day. Just like that. Yeah.
That was crazy. Now tell yeah, me. Even, even the term, even the term Nairobi. Yes. I was yes, actually, we we're, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into Nairobi in just a little bit. Watch out to Maliza and Nakapuka Kwanza. So how did, the, how did the rest of the industry, um, these guys who were not necessarily doing hip-hop, actually they were not doing hip-hop because Kapuka is not hip-hop. Um, how did they take that reception that we're trying to make music and then, okay, these are these are hip-hop dudes who have just come up and given our quote-unquote genre a name called Kapuka. How did they receive that? Uh, yeah, people just knew it's beef season and then, uh, <laughs> oh, I was say one of these two, one of these two, but we were trying to tell people, listen, this is what we call hip-hop. You guys are still in your shamba bado. Mm. This is what we call hip-hop. Listen to this. This is what it is. But okay. guys did not want that. Some of them, they didn't understand. People didn't want intelligent music. They mm. just wanted that's what they wanted okay but we was trying we was trying to tell people about corrupt politicians back then mm-hmm. people don't understand why Nairobi was banned by president Moi, do they no we're wait God's a Kwanzaa alright we'll get into that yes we have to <laughs> yo okay uh-huh. yeah so, so guys knew it's beef season so, right yeah it's beef season but we were like you know what we don't really care we got all the bars in the world and right now I feel like I'm going all out okay. we're going to say what we feel like because mm-hmm. we were getting cut off even in radio stations what a lot of all these big big producers that you're seeing out there they used to kill the music back then what a lot really? of these big producers who are now saying, oh, Kenyan industry, whoa, Mr. Kambadi, whoa, whoa, they, they, they've forgotten how they used to like shut us down, K-South and K-Shaka back then. Damn. We used to talk about politics and talking about what's going on in the streets. People mm-hmm. were getting murdered back then. Yeah. Like in a robot who were getting murdered back then. Yeah. We were talking about that shit mm-hmm. in our music. Mm-hmm. But then, all these radio stations, because of Big Brother, they started, they, 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 they decided to shut us down. Damn. So, we were like, okay, we shut us down. We're coming back 10 times strong. We went and got Case Out Clan. And we just went all out, ripping people on live shows. There was no studio. We didn't have any studio access. So mm-hmm. our platform was any any open mic session, we are coming to destroy. Like yeah. people just had, people knew like, oh, anytime Case Out was showing up anywhere, it was just upside down, upside down. And we we're talking about real stuff. Yeah. We we're not talking about Tukawake or, okay, we can talk about this and that. Not the end, we throw in that there for the people in the streets, you know, because you understand it, that by too. But we try to make it dope, make yeah. the lyrics dope, yeah. the structuring of music dope, yeah, we, we thought out of the box. Yeah, that but was... Kapuka stuff was just 
uniform, 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 Kenya team. It was Kenya team uniform. Mm. It was too much. So we were trying to pick them or not me. Oh. And that's how it started. K-South started growing at Rappers. Damn, I love it. I swear, I'm learning so much, even myself. Like, it's it's good to, to get yeah. all this information. Now, there was, before we even yeah. get into Nairobi, um, so that that, yeah. that, that kind of created rivalry between Kapuka, Genge, and hip-hop. Which was good because uh, the industry needed friction to move on. Mm-hmm. And we were creating that friction. Yeah. But not in a bad way because nobody got hurt or anything. Nobody okay. went to the street and people got hurt. It. We just kept it music. Okay. You know. Yeah. And that's how and and that's how we motivated the music to move forward. We came with a, you know, we started criticizing all these people don't have bars and what they're talking about, and we went we got deep into them, and you know, we had different different occasions where we had to, you know, uh, structure our music to a point where these people have to listen to us. Mm-hmm. So we kept pushing it and pushing it until, yeah, it was mainstream. Nice. And open, like, you know, I, I feel like you guys crawled so that a lot of rappers today could actually do their thing, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So back in, back, in the, yeah, back in the days, I was seeing a lot of, like, talented rappers. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this guy rap in the street, but then this other guy is the one who's, you know, in the... On, on rotation in um, in all uh, radio stations. Yeah. So that goes to show you, show you how the corruption that's there now started back in the day. Yeah, that's crazy, man. What to come at in a speaker room, those are the people who destroyed hip hop. They were going head to head with us. Like, there are people who tell us, that you rap, you'll never make it. They yeah. straight up tell us that. They started booing us. There's, Keishaka went on stage when Kuli was performing mm-hmm. and Vigeti did a very crazy deep verse mm-hmm. and then people started booing and you know Keishaka got on stage and we just told people off there like you know what you don't you guys don't appreciate your own you want to see Kulio, mm-hmm. but you don't listen to what Keishaka are telling you and they're talking to you about what's happening in Dandora mm-hmm. you know yeah. so the fight was then since back then it's been back to back damn it's been a struggle it's been a long journey yo very long yo thank you for what you've <laughs> done for the game man now we can get into Nairobi yeah yes first of all tell me how did this album come about before you even decide okay did the name come first or did the, the did the music come first and then you know the title of the project how did this come about well we first started recording the case house project at some point bamboo then then bamboo left mm-hmm when the project was in Nairobi, he had to travel then, you know, he came back again after three years. Mm-hmm. So after three years, that's when we decided. When Bamboo was away, mm-hmm. um, I hooked up with Buddha Blaze at some point mm-hmm. and I think we went for a drink or we were in a club or something and we were talking about what happened. And I think um, Buddha Blaze, <laughs> he got robbed at some point. I think his house was broken into where he was staying. Because Buddha Blaze was, was, yeah, he was still new in Nairobi. Yeah. So they broke into his house and I think they took stuff. And then we met, we met up with Buddha Blaze later at, uh, in the club and he told me that, yeah, this da 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 da, what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, Nairobi, this Nairobi, this is Nairobi. I just said that like randomly, mm-hmm. like in a club. And then I thought about it in the morning. I'm like, wait. Nairobi, I like that. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking that, like, yo, when I met with Blaze the next day, I'm like, yo, how's Nairobi? Yo, Nairobi. So we started <laughs> just talking like that. It became a normal thing, uh-huh. something that we invented out of situation. It was just a casual talk. Okay. And from there, it just took off from there. 
Nairobi. We went to the studio. I was like, okay, we did this song. It's going to be called Nairobi. Yeah. And the name of the album is called Nairobi mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the state of the country back then. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. Nairobi is happening up to now. This is what was happening then, mm-hmm. politically speaking, yeah. politics purely. Mm-hmm. So it, even in the music industry, it was the same thing. So we felt like, okay, Nairobi, that's the perfect name for this, you know, season, what comes out now. It describes what's going, going on in 254, yeah. Nairobi. Yeah. And the album was yeah, full of, you know, you guys were really spitting that real shit. I mean, obviously, yeah. From, yeah, from that case yeah. out, I think it was only dope that that um, the lifestyle or whatever was happening on the ground was reflected in the album as well. Yeah. And I think to hip hop fans, yeah, yeah. to hip hop fans, this is like a very influential album until today. And yeah. I, I want to know, like, did it cause any shift in in your career in in K South's career? Did it transcend? Did it cut Definitely. across markets? Uh huh. Tell me about that. Definitely did. Uh, it transcended to a point where we didn't understand where it was going mm-hmm. because it affected so many people in the streets. Mm-hmm. But then it had a backlash because we were talking about sensitive issues. We yeah. were we were going at people like that directly if mm-hmm. someone is corrupt we go at him yeah. throw some crazy bars at him and make him a legend because yeah. of the bars mm-hmm. and people will remember that person for the corruption he had in Kenya mm-hmm. so it was that dangerous to a point where they banned this song called Warui Warui and I remember when we, when we did the cut mm-hmm. yeah when we did that cut when we did that cut people don't know that DJ Adrian did the, 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 the cut live oh word DJ Adrian came to the studio back in the day when when um, he was working at Capital FM he mm-hmm. was really big then mm-hmm. so DJ Adrian was a hip hop head like throughout throughout but every party he had we had to be there every mm-hmm. day you know every time anywhere mm-hmm. So DJ Adrian came and made some cuts in the, in the studio. He, he did some really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But people don't know this. It went over their heads because they just went for the punchlines. They didn't get the meaning of the whole project. So DJ Adrian came and did some cuts. We had some 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 classic moments in there. And um, yeah, it went over people's heads because it got suppressed in the media. Because yeah, we were talking about how some people got, you know, dealt with and they disappeared and we were asking directly the person who everyone wanted to ask, is it true? Yeah. And we threw in some words in there that, you know, some big people out there, you know, I don't, I don't want to say where, but uh, some some people upstairs yeah. were not really happy and next thing you know, there's not even a single case out song is playing in any, any station. Yo. Listen, how did you so even Yeah, how did you even get the news that you know what? Forget this album, this album has been banned. How did you get that news and how did you react to it? Yeah, we just went ahead, dropped the album, and mm-hmm. uh, we were getting a lot of clout on on um, on live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the stuff that they banned on on air, we knew now that's exactly what we need to do on live shows because this is what people want. Yeah, we played like if we played the game that side, we played the bad guys to the fullest. Yeah, <laughs> we went in every show. We- we took advantage of it and that's where all the case out energy came from because it was us against the system mm-hmm. but then the speak is with us yeah. so there was that war going on mm. that underground war going on but you cannot really see I think that's what helped case out become a brand of what it is because sure. we're just fighting the system yeah. purely fighting the system and trying to survive like you know trying to go one day at a time because we were very broke <laughs> yeah I feel you 
So, yeah, so we got a few shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, being banned, we, we notoriously became popular. And yeah, any, anywhere K-South was performing, we had a big crowd of people. Yeah. So things were trying. It was translating into blessings. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, the, did the album make you yeah. some money? Yes, we made money. But uh-huh. then we, of course, as any other hip-hop artist, when they go for their first album and then they sign contracts, which they get messed up over, that's what happened. Well, we did... Uh, we did country tours, we did shows here and there. Mm-hmm. As far as that kind of money uh, is concerned, yes, it, it actually helped us because mm-hmm. out of Nairobi, that's how I learned to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. So when Nairobi dropped, I wasn't, I wasn't living with my parents anymore. And by that time, my mom, my mom had passed away and now it was up to me to help my dad pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So I had to rap to literally live. So I had to rap, find mm-hmm. out how you can rap rap and keep rapping like that because you don't rap you don't eat period yeah, yeah. it's not leisure it's not it's not part time you have to eat <laughs> yeah it's hustle like you have to work yeah so I think that's what gave me the push over the edge to a point where you know now music has become something else that was that pressure then mm. that's what made us go far and far because we needed to breathe to rap we had to rap to breathe Damn. Do you think that yeah. is what do you think that's what makes the difference between, you know, rap hip hop artists right now and hip hop artists back in the day? Like you guys took it more seriously as compared to, you know, maybe rappers coming out in twenty twenty? Yes. Um you know, for you to go through baptism of fire like that, yeah. it changes your life. It yeah. reminds me of uh, Tyson when Tyson licked the frog, he just went speech mode like yeah, he hulked out. Yeah. So there's that element you have to go to the baptism. If you don't go to the baptism, I'm sorry, you will not be dope or you will not sound as dope. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of helps. Uh, it, it helps. Okay. It, it helps your skin. If you take a shortcut, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. Nowadays, nowadays, a lot of people think because they have smartphones, yeah. you know, they are the, they're the chosen ones. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't everybody, go like everybody that. Everybody can it rap these days. Up. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Let me, let me tell you, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for what made me actually become that, we used to walk from Kariobangi South mm-hmm. to Riara. Now, spot the difference. Damn. Like several times during the week, several times back and forth because we didn't have money. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. We didn't even have bus fare. Okay, we had bus fare, but we're like, okay, should I pay bus fare or should I save some money so I can eat some fries uh, yeah. at lunchtime? Yeah. So we had to choose. Yeah, you either you either travel in luxury in a matatu and then you starve at lunchtime, mm-hmm. or you just. Put, keep your money in your pocket when you get to the studio mm. at least yeah. so that's how we were juggling in between and it, it wasn't like we didn't look like we were pissed off about it yeah? mm. the passion made us love doing that the passion made us even walk mm. more confidently like ah, I'm walking but I know where I'm going to do and what my aim is that made us focus more that's dope so we used to walk there was this time when there was El Nino. Mm-hmm. El Nino hit us bad some point in Kenya. I remember yeah. working on one of our albums. Yeah. yeah. I think it was actually working on Nairobi. There was a heavy El Nino, which was actually... That was like 97, right? Yeah, that okay. one got us on our way to the studio, my friend. Damn. Wow, 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 wow. What? We got to the studio a lot. Let's go to the studio. There was no phone, so uh, you can't call someone yeah. to come and open the gate for yeah, you. Yeah. There was no cell phone. Yeah. 
So you have to knock the gate to find a way to get the Uchi to wake up and go wake Victor Say in the studio down all the way and then comes all the way, go round and open the gate. That would take another what? Half an hour? And then we know the Uchi is not trying to wake. So we had it rough, yeah. We just sat like under a tree and waited, like kept on knocking. Bamboo used to go and knock, take his stuff. So we were knocking the gate in time. Damn. But we hope that if the wind dies, the guy hears and then he opens the gate. So we stayed there for like, after being rained on all the way from Kariobanki South to mm. the studio, mm. we just had to wait outside because there was nowhere to hide. Literally. Yeah. Get rained on and then after two hours we ended up in the studio. We didn't even record, like we almost got sick. Yo. But the next day, mm. the next day after that experience, mm-hmm. that's when we did Kipumpukak. Speakers in the Bunte Kumba, Kipumpukak. Mm-hmm. Like we was gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't I can I can I cannot describe that kind of passion mm. to a newcomer in hip-hop right now. If you haven't had that kind of passion that burns to your soul literally, mm-hmm. then you haven't understood the other side of music. You haven't understood frequencies. You haven't understood anything. You need to take your time, be humble, mm-hmm. you know, and get better at it by being disciplined. Just master discipline and learn the art, you know. Be you humble. Know, that's that's incredible. Like I, I feel like I'm drawing a lot of similarities between you know, the struggle that K-South went went through and the struggle that Cali went through because he used to walk too. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's lacking. Like, if it just rains a little bit, I'm, I promise you, like, a bunch of rappers wouldn't show up to a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now, you see why I keep trying to tell people, you know what, stop hating on Calligraph because you don't understand why he's good. There's that baptism. A lot of rappers haven't gone to that baptism. I can tell rappers who have gone through it like Wakadinali have, have gone through that baptism mm-hmm. the stuff they, the speak stuff they talk about I yeah. relate to it 100% yeah. I can feel what they're talking about you know yeah. people like uh, Kalamoto mm-hmm. you know even Trabolee all yeah. these guys you know I can tell good talent guys like um, Timmy Blanco TNT yes those kind of people yeah. you know I feel I feel the fire that baptism first of all Timmy Blanco mm-hmm. <laughs> bad man this dude is badass Yo, like, that dude is bad, man. Before, before, before people started getting hype about uh, TNT, mm-hmm. I used to know him when he was with Teflon. Yes, crew Teflon. Teflon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I used to go to the studio with Chin with Dr. Flash, and then I could hear in the other room, Timmy and his peeps, they just freestyled. No one is there. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And I have to go check. I'm like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. So, through my journey, through my journey, I've seen those people who are getting baptized. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. The new cats who have that kind of passion, that kind of fire, that kind of experience in their music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's a feel you can feel. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good artists out there. I, just, I can't name all of them. Yeah, yet, for but, sure. You know, I always talk about them on my platform. I always share the music. Yes. I'm even in, in talk. Like, I, I always reach out to them. I'm like, okay, if we can do music because you actually inspire me. Nice. I like you that. You know, it, it's that circle. It, yeah, it's gone round. I give them that energy and the guys who picked up the energy took it to their level to a point where I'm like, damn, that is actually talent and I appreciate that. I, like that. I find it very hard for people. I find it very hard for some of the OGs to just put down these youngins like, ah, it's they true. do this. Stop blaming them. 
yeah. you can blame them because you can realize that there's some wars that we're still fighting mm-hmm. from back then. There yeah. wars of MCSK, there yeah. wars of royalties. Mm-hmm. That's a war that's been going on for like two generations, like before now. Yeah. And I feel bad. I even feel bad because we were supposed to sort that situation out so that these guys, when they come in, they don't have they to face the same Yeah, mm. yes, they they get the biggest pain. If I see these guys making it, to me, it, it's almost like I'm I'm tripping off it. Mm. If I see so and so getting paid, and these guys got inspired by mm. K South, the K Shark, and the what, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm the one who's made it. I always feel like yes, yeah, you know, like for real, a hundred percent too. I always feel like it's me who's making it because yeah. I see a lot of Kenyan Kenyan artists getting downplayed. To me, some particular percentages, they do this are ratio of how important a country is or a nationality or something like that mm-hmm. because when it comes to Kenyans mm-hmm. we always get underpaid but when it comes to these other artists yeah. they get a lot of money because they, get they push share. their music out there yeah. Yeah, so you see the way our country is split mm-hmm. from home you can tell that Kenyans out there there's a problem because your problem is rooted home Yeah, it's rooted home look at, look at our politics and everything that's how everything is affected Yeah, I feel you 100%, man. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a struggle that we continue to fight. We hope like that this, you know, with everyone just being vocal about things like MCSK right now, like this this shit is going to stop, you know? Because it's heartbreaking to see yeah. like how is Calligraph going to be played across every station and get 2,000 in royalties? Like, what is that? Yeah. Instead of people criticizing and hating, why don't you just support so that... The artist becomes a bigger brand so that we are all properly represented. If we have a backing behind the brand, yeah. stop hating. At some point, you put your differences aside and then you stand there and, yeah. you know, patriotism. Mm-hmm. You see, there's patriotism. Sometimes when the flag comes in the picture, yeah. you have to put your personal issues aside yeah. so that we can look good out there. I come out to put my issues home. Yeah. Don't make us look bad out there. You know, let's sort our issues behind closed curtains mm-hmm. when we go out there waving the flag let's look good and start getting this money true story I like yeah. that now still speaking of you know this unity um, back in the day when K-South was out here ruling there were a bunch of hip-hop groups as well there's Ukoflani you've mentioned K-Shaka um, Nanoma yeah. I'll even throw in necessary noise in there how was hip-hop back in the day were you guys united or was like everyone in just the, their own camp Hip-hop was getting started. A lot of people didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But there was a sol- there was solidarity in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, because now after that, there was there was Wapi going on. Yep. That's British Canto. Yep. So that was a big, big part of, of the hip-hop because people had a place to showcase. We had a little hip-hop community where we could meet, like, particular days. We do this and that. We know what to expect. Nice. Just the love. Okay. The love was way better. It was way better than now because we used to have gatherings where we could all be together once a week nice. you know it's like a family get together once a week you will mm. always like improve your connection you obviously you know you become more more solid and you you know yeah. you, you grow more but then once once that platform was tampered with mm-hmm. you know there, there goes the unit the, the, the lack of unity there yeah. goes you yeah. know people kind of scrambled I, I feel like that That was really bad. We, we we need that that platform where artists can just come and and, and show you know just be together like wow. Yeah. I miss yeah. that. Like that was that's that's something like it's part of me because 
yeah. that was really hip hop. I, I could sit there and just do my my art without any any politics that yeah. people would appreciate. That was that's what, that's what we need. That's what we need. As as much as we don't, as long as we don't have that, it's going to be hard for us to make any progressive steps mm-hmm. without that kind of a foundation. And mm-hmm. uh, we need to bring it back for sure. After four, for sure, yo. You know, we're waiting for Corona to be over so we can get back to it. I feel like um, there's, there's, you know, conversations amongst, I guess, let's say, quote-unquote, stakeholders because Undu has the 254 battle rap thing. Um, There's Shrap Night, there's Uncut. So I think, like, slowly and slowly, people are are, are trying to find their way back into, let's say, making hip-hop great again. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be that, and I would also mm-hmm. like to appeal to people like try to support talent mm. instead of comparing. Mm. You know, you compare too much, you forget what the other artist specialties are. You yeah. overlook them, and then you just go by hype, and that's not hip hop. Hip hop yeah. is for intelligent people. It's eyes open. If you know what I mean, you can't be a anyone who listens to hip hop is supposed to be advanced in their mind. Yeah, basically. So. The, the fact that they're trying to downplay good hip hop and play you the other stuff that's dumb and all this yeah I mean it, it, it needs to be checked so that we go back to the you know we bring hip hop back in a bigger way because now we have better artists back then we didn't have a monopoly of artists so yeah I'd urge, I'd urge people to to support Kenyans more because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the rate of what support we were supposed to have mm-hmm. to what is there now mm-hmm. people have definitely opened up it's gotten to that point now people can see good music versus whatever crap Yeah, you know Yeah, I would tell the fans okay it's alright for you to listen to any music of course you have a right mm-hmm. I have no right to tell anyone what music to listen to because it's not my place Yeah, yeah? but I would say this whatever music that people listen to mm-hmm. just know that that's, that's the energy you will bring to your life if you li- listen to crap music mm-hmm. that energy will follow you it will follow you full of cursive words and all the energy that comes with it mm-hmm. you will be part of that deep so if you want to progress it's up to you to decide how you want to do that if you want to change your environment the stuff you eat all these things they all fall in under that plus the music you listen to it mm. affects all these things so it's up to people if they want to accept progress or they want to keep on supporting the folkery which will not help Africa as a whole mm-hmm. it will make outside products sell more to our country to the, the people will be buying more from outside than appreciate our own we need to change that mentality yes you know we need to change that mentality of of, of promoting good music mm-hmm. you know yeah. Not not necessarily because oh so and so is Kenyan you need to promote Kenyan no 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 no, no. I'm not going off for that yeah. because there's a lot of whack rappers out there Fair. and we both know it yep. yeah yeah I'm, I'm talking about the good music mm. the good music that the presenters don't want to play because mm. they are corrupt and they've got their own artists that they are pushing mm-hmm. for their own agenda yeah. that the people who are killing the music you see mm. I would add people to the radio presenters to push more of good music the content if these this people will adopt to what you give them mm. if ukipatia mtu chakula ile kwa nyumba adopt na chakula hiyo chakula and they'll come to like it so yeah. if you give them food that you know that is good for them and mm. is healthy for them 
it's better for the whole society as, as a whole. Thanks. So if you feed them good music, it will improve the society. That's what I'm trying to say. I love Give it. them like what music, yeah, the pop, pop, Xanax and all this type of music. Yeah. Then that's what you'll get. That's what you'll get. You'll get youth who want to commit suicide. Yeah. You will get people who are just popping pills and living their life reckless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'll get, you'll get musicians just just going off the track. What we were trying to tell guys before, like, don't go that route. Yeah. There's this other side. We were only trying to, to guide our new guys mm. which path to take. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but life is not perfect. Life is not perfect. It's ups and downs. But at the end of the day, it's up to the people to decide what they want, what type of lives they want. Mm. Mm. If I'm Deep. making sense. Deep. Now, as someone who yeah. has been in the game for generations, you've seen rappers come and go. You've seen, you know, people pass away, people come in, people sell out, people not um, yeah. putting their back, their back into the, the records or the music making process. With all this knowledge that you've acquired over the years, yeah? with, with the knowledge that you have about the game now, about, you know, how to run shit, how differently would you run your career or the game? with you know with what you know about what's happening presently about the industry presently yeah first of all i would say if i look back and reflect mm-hmm. I, i'm looking at my hip-hop now as something that has transcended mm-hmm. i'm not really this is me as a person because of my past where i've come from into to the stage where i am right now mm-hmm. i'm not looking at hip-hop as something who make me a living Mm-hmm. You see, yeah, I can make lots of money from it, a lot of money, mm-hmm. like a lot of money, maybe billions. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. but my focus has never been what goes inside my wallet. My focus has always been in the passion. I've had a passion, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I was never trained to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. It's a passion. It's in me. It's in me. I, I I take my music seriously to a different level. I look mm-hmm. at it differently, and I conceive it as something, you know, something special. I don't. I just don't like okay you know I, I don't overlook it I take it serious mm, so, mm. so that's why I've the, the been money, able to the money has never been your fuel no the money's never been my fuel uh-huh. it's just the passion I feel like you know if I don't go and drop these bars because I know if I do it this way and that way then this will be a new thing or it will be that would be dope. What would people understand from it? What they'll get from it if they get that punchline? You see, mm-hmm. I'm more excited about the, the, the process of making music. Mm-hmm. The money part, they can be managers or whoever yeah. is involved in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can be people who push the brand. Now you have all these avenues that have opened up, which we didn't have, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You yeah. have all these avenues. And, but as long as the artist sticks to the craft, mm-hmm. like, keep on improving the craft it will never be stagnant it will always progress with time yeah you know what I mean and yeah. that's the most important thing that's what keeps the artists what the, makes the artists what they are yeah. not a trained artist who learn how da, 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 da. Yeah. and big up to those who have learned the, the art and they've taken it to the next level mm-hmm. to a point where they're feeding their family yeah. that's also a, 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 a talent yeah. you see what I mean yeah but there's that pattern that's there that will always be and can never die off. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. It's a, it's a difference. You see, there could be a, an industry rapper or mm-hmm. there could be a hip-hop a hip hop artist. Yeah. There's an industry rapper who, yeah, I'll go do this and that. Yeah, you can manipulate the game to that point. Mm. You know, where you can see that you want to make the money out of it. Yeah, that's fine. You yeah. know, but just remember that there's that part, side of the passion. Mm. 
Passion, passion is what, yeah. yeah, passion is what is gonna make you walk through the rain to go to a recording session. Yeah, ex- exactly. If you have the passion and mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's what will separate you from uh. the fake. And that is actually how you gain longevity. Yeah, if you have the passion. Yeah. Okay. I see. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Now, uh, still, you know, someone who has experience in the game, you've been producing albums both as K South and you know as a boss. How many albums are in your discography so far? Oh, how many albums? <laughs> yeah, how many you got? Um, okay, there's Nairobi, mm-hmm. there's Nairobism, mm-hmm. there's Anga Banga, mm-hmm. uh, there's Mr. Mr. Abbas, mm-hmm. then uh, there's uh, Getoholic, mm-hmm. and then I've done a few mixtapes, which I cannot remember how many there are, but there were a bunch of mixtapes that I put out there just randomly at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I have so much material there. There's some of the material that I've never released. Mm-hmm. Uh, some producers are finding it in lost hard disks and they're throwing them out there. Mm-hmm. So, as far as official albums, it's still Anga Banda, Gitoholic, Mr. Vast, Nairobi Zim, Nairobi. So, that's seven albums. Five yeah. albums. No, right yeah. now, um, right now, I think presently the Kenyan market is more into singles. I think with the introduction of, you know, with the internet and radio spins and YouTube and all that stuff, yeah. pe- people are more yeah. concerned yeah. about like what's what's the new hot single, what's hot right now, as opposed to actually diving into yeah. albums and paying attention to this artist's life story. You know, um, how was yeah. yeah? How was the consumption of albums? back in the day yeah definitely now with the, all this internet yeah. Yeah, there's more choices and uh, more more options on how to present your brand definitely yeah. and that's a really good back in the days it was hard first of all getting a studio that was really what we one that was a two studio <laughs> if you have a, if you have a studio like a drug dealer or something yeah. it was really hard yeah. but now but now it's there mm. so I mean for, for me how it works is it just depends on how dope every song is because mm-hmm. I can have I can have an album mm-hmm. and then decide okay listen to it I'm like okay this is a dope album mm-hmm. now how do I I'll start with this one and then I'll go to the other one mm-hmm. then I'll go to the other one eventually all the songs will be out there so it depends on how you push it and how you present yourself okay I mean someone, someone can still decide okay the, the way I've got an album now mm-hmm. I can change the story and say let's say I have 20 songs mm-hmm. now I can start thinking now I've got 20 singles mm-hmm. it can be that mm-hmm. so it depends on how I'll present it and okay. what I want to do with it Okay. and all that so it's all plus it just depends on the artist I don't think anything wrong with this and that if you feel you want to do that then do that if you feel like this is better for you it's yeah. work for you yeah. do that too I mean it, it, it's all good it's, it's all good. about strategy it's strategy and who your brand is because people are different yeah. can't all do the same thing true so for someone who has like an album which has a certain feeling and he wants to describe a certain timeline of his life in yeah. form of an album mm. I wouldn't be mad at that because right now it's someone like who? If, uh, let's say, Vigetti yeah. just dropped something like an album, let's say an album, he just comes out like, boom, doing album. Mm-hmm. I'll run so fast and just buy it fast before I listen to it. You know, yeah. fast yeah. I'll download it to make, to make sure I don't buffer and I have this in my computer mm-hmm. and I can listen to this. Then I start listening to it. You see what I mean? Yeah. I'll go for it. So yeah. if you have your people there that they want an album from you because yeah, I, I feel like I need an album from so and so because da 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 mm-hmm. 
You, you see what I mean? Yeah. They will get that. Yeah. And people who want the other music, they will have the opportunity to go and download this and that, what they like from the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong there. I wanna I wanna finish off this conversation so that we can get into the new record. Um, and I know you've worked with like a bunch of producers. I think the one that I think has been noticeable for me lately, even as, as I was revisiting your, your tracks to prepare for this interview, was Hiram Konya Beat. I think I, I've seen you hop on a bunch of Hiram beats. But tell me, what has been, um, who has been your most memorable experience working with as a producer? As a producer? Yes. Wow. Um, I would say... I would say all the ones involved in my album, uh-huh. all of them, because mm-hmm. every moment was uh, was created in advance. So mm. some of the moments, so I had to like uh, think of. I need to say this to the people, mm-hmm. so I need to call Ambrose. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. I started. Just, I said, okay, I need to speak a story about my brother. And the kind of feeling I have for that story mm-hmm. is a cheese and brain feeling. Mm-hmm. Then I need to tell a story about, let's say, in Chihuahua went and saw this chick and she tried to play it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what kind of vibe is that? That is a clubbish vibe yeah. with a storyline that's funny. Yeah. So if I need that kind of vibe, I will go to Ambrose Mandoku Digital because I want this bounce kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to tell a story about my brother who disappeared or something, mm-hmm. and then I feel Hiram has got this other beat he was playing for me. In fact, that's the one I'll use. Mm-hmm. So you see, I take different feelings. I can't say this one was because it was all classic uh, moments. Too. Yes. Even the producers, even the yeah, I got the producers in, involved in my session because I don't want to just take a beat and there's no feeling about it. The yeah. producer has to be there in the process so that that, that energy the emotion can be there can, when I yes. when, yeah, the emotion will come out of me. So I needed to create situations whereby I would get the best out of me in every beat. Yeah. And every beat that I, 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 I used it was because it had a different feeling or a different story. Okay. So all the producers that I included, mm. they would, they all had special occasions. I can't say this one, that, this one. Okay. They all like did, they all contributed yeah, they something to the project. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. You know, is cheese and brain is uh, cheese and brain is uh, big Mike. Yeah. Is uh, Hiram mm-hmm. is uh, who else? Uh, a lot of big Ma, um, Mandubu Digital. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a lot of producers like I've worked with, I can go through the names, but there's a lot of them. I need to go through the songs and tell you yeah, okay. who did what and what and what happened. Mm. Because some of some some of some of the layers they attribute to why I did the third verse mm-hmm. on the second week. Okay. There's so many things that yeah, it's, it's, it's all that because for, for it to, to come out as it is, like sometimes I just don't go and record and put it out. Sometimes I will record one verse and stay for a year. Wow. And then come back after a year, scrap everything, and then just boom, go at it at one take and then put it out. So it, mm. it's all about the vibe. Okay. Yeah. I feel you 100%. And you mentioned your bro. And on Cheesy, you also, you know, talk about your bro with the Afronoma who disappeared. Like, what really yeah. went down? What happened? Yeah, so, yeah, my bro has been missing. He uh, had an accident mm-hmm. back in the day, back mm-hmm. in Kitambo Sana. Mm-hmm. Like in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 97-ish, 
Discharged 